Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. I'd like to welcome everyone who has joined with us today for this amazing spiritual gathering. My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I am so honored to be here with you today. We have been celebrating the season of Advent. It's a spiritual season, a season of awakening to the Christ light. It is a season in which we come to know the truth of who we are, and it is a season in which we come to recognize and claim that Christ's light that shines within us each and every day, each and every moment. It is also a season in which as we claim that Christ's light that shines within us, as we recognize it, we also begin to recognize the amazing spiritual power that we have. And today behind me are many candles, the Christ candle in the center, and then 12 candles alongside. And these 12 candles stand for the spiritual power to which we have been awakening, even as we awaken to the truth of the Christ light. The beauty of the candles, the beauty of that light is the beauty that shines within each and every one of us. So Advent then actually is a very exciting season. It doesn't sound like it. But a, what a wonderful time. I know that Christmas is an exciting season. There's shopping and there's music and there's caroling and there's gifts and more gifts and more money spent and more gifts and piles of gifts under a tree. And I'm guilty as anyone and I enjoy it. But even more exciting when it really comes down to it is awakening to knowing who we truly are and what that means and how that feels and how that changes everything. It changes how we show up in the world. It changes how we think, how we act, how we react. It dissolves fear, it dissolves worry, it dissolves regret, because in the moment that we recognize the light that we truly are, all of those things don't matter. In the season of Advent, we focus on four qualities or ways of being or states of consciousness, however you want to express it. Faith, peace, love, and joy. And today, which on the fourth Sunday of Advent, we are focusing on joy. And joy is one of those ideas or concepts that is like love. 
it's impossible to put in words, but we all know when we're feeling it, when we're experiencing it, when we're expressing it. Poets, songwriters, authors, storytellers, people all around the world over the ages have tried to capture what love is. And they're still trying because nothing fully captures it. And joy is the same. To capture what we mean by joy is a, it's difficult because whatever we do to capture it isn't quite enough. What I believe, what I believe is that joy is a quality or maybe a characteristic of our very being the way love is. Love is who we are. A lot of life is just removing the things that block our awareness of the love that lives within us. And I believe joy is who we are. It is the very essence of our being. And again, a lot of our spiritual path is removing everything that keeps us from our joy. Everything that keeps us from expressing our joy. But we will sometimes capture what joy is better in pictures or what we see if we see a small child smiling from ear to ear. You can almost feel that joy when you're standing in that child's presence. So the experience of joy, we know it, we feel it, we recognize it, and we feel how it comes up from deep within us. I mean, looking at that child who's smiling, that child isn't making us joyful, it's he or she is reminding us of the joy that lives within us. And when we remember it, when we open up to it, we feel it. We experience that joy. And we open up to the entire universe, to our world. Joy is an openness to all that is. It is an openness to the divine presence that is always there. But we do try to use words to capture joy, to get a sense of it through words, and we'll try a little bit of that today. But I always want to come back to the experience of joy is deep and profound. It is who we are. We recognize it when we feel it, when we see it. And it's always more than whatever it is we're capturing. Google says that joy is exaltation, triumph, bliss, ecstasy, rapture, happiness. And I will add that no matter which of those we're talking about, joy is more than that. I've been saying joy is who we are, but the truth is joy goes deeper 
than most of the ways we know who we are. Joy is not only who we are, joy is the divine presence that lives within us. Rumi, one of my favorite poets, a Sufi poet from the Middle Ages, said, when you do things from your soul, you feel a river moving in you, a joy. And I believe when we do things from our soul, we're doing things that are the deepest truth of who we are. We are doing that which is calling to us. We are doing that which is ours to do, if you will. And when we do that, we feel a river moving in us, a joy. There is a story that I've heard many times by various preachers and spiritual teachers about a man, a very learned man. He had degrees in the study of religions. He had degrees in divinity. He had degrees in anything to do with the study of what is God and who am I and what is a spiritual path. And he went to India in his studies and his search, and what he was looking for were the best pathways to God, the most effective pathways that bring us to that joy of God's presence. And he studied with spiritual teachers and masters from different traditions. And he was walking in the market. And he saw a woman, and there was such joy in her face. You know how it is when we see it, we can feel it. And there was such joy in this woman's face. And so he pushed through the crowd because he was going to interview her to find out what her spiritual path was. And he came up to her and he started asking the learned questions he knew how to ask. And he asked her, what was the spiritual path that had brought her so much joy? And she looked at him and she said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she had around her all of her children and she had many children, seven, eight, nine children. And she said, my children bring me joy. She was doing that which was true to her soul. She loved children. She loved raising children. That was what was hers to do. And that was her spiritual path. That was her path to knowing God. That was her joy. I worked one time in a spiritual setting. It was a prayer ministry. And I was having a conversation with one of the prayer chaplains who worked there. And I was uh, in the capacity of a supervisor. And we were told to, without prying, encourage people to, to talk about their spiritual paths. A little bit like this learned scholar who was traveling India to interview people about their spiritual paths. We were told to be not intrusive, but to encourage conversation in order to encourage people to pursue their spiritual path. 
And I spoke to this man. He's a lovely man, always joyous, always smiling. Nothing ruffled his feathers. I'm sure some things did, but he was one of those people that looked like joy was part of his every day. And I asked him about his spiritual path, and he waved his arm. He goes, oh, I don't do that stuff. He goes, I don't go to church. I don't, I don't do any of those things. I don't read spiritual books. I don't have a spiritual path. But what he did do every week, he and his wife would go under the bridges in the city, and it was a large city. And they would bring food for the people who were living under the bridges. And he, they would feed them every single day. They would prepare the food and they would bring it to him. And he said that's what brought him joy, not his spiritual path. Rumi nailed it. He said, when we do the things that are from our soul, that is when we find God and that is when we discover that joy that is moving through us. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 4, verse 7, it is written, you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. So all of those wealthy people around me, when they share their surplus with me, when they give their gifts to me. They may bring me joy, but knowing that presence of God, knowing the presence of that Christ light, if you will, in this season, experiencing that divine presence brings more joy, allows our hearts to fill with joy, more so than anything the material world can bring. Again, it's fine. I'm all for Christmas gifts. I'm not minimizing the joy of that, but none of that compares to the joy that fills our heart when we open to that Christ presence, when we do what we are being called to do by that divine presence within us. Also in the book of Psalms, Psalm number 16, verse 11, you show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Again, that psalm refers to that calling that we have, that divine calling to express that which is within us and that it becomes our path of life. That man I was talking about, his path was to show up every day after his job and do the work of serving those who were hungry. So it was his divine guidance that showed him his path, and in that guidance, in that presence, was the fullness of joy. And so I invite each and every person who is here with us right now, pause a moment and just look within. What is it that you are being called to do? What is your soul guiding you to do? What is the path of life that that divine presence within you 
is guiding you to do. And if that is something that you are doing, then you probably recognize the joy that is in that. And if there is a calling that you're recognizing and you're saying no to it because you're busy, you may want to look again and choose again because the fullness of joy is in that path of life that is your soul's calling, that is the divine guidance given you right now. There is a speaker, journalist, author that I don't know very much about, but her name is Emily Esfahani Smith. She wrote a book called The Power of Meaning, and she was talking about when we live in a way that we find meaning in what we do, that we find more joy, more happiness than external success or the or success that is judged by external measures. And in a talk that she gave, she talked about transcendence. And as I listened to her, I'm there, well, that captures the experience of joy. She said transcendence is, is experiencing or feeling like we're being lifted up above the daily hustle. You know that daily hustle, that stuff we get stuck in and we get lost in and we lose our peace over it and we get depressed over it, discouraged, despondent, worried, scared out of our minds, or just overwhelmed and exhausted and where's the TV set so I can forget all this? Transcendence or joy is that experience of being lifted above it. It means we can still continue to do what needs to be done. But it's that experience of being in the world, but not of it. Experiencing something greater, even as we move through each circumstance. She spoke about transcendence as an experience in which that sense of self fades away and that self with the smallest. In Eastern traditions, the scriptures distinguish between S, a self with the small S and self with a capital S. Self with the small S in our culture we might call our ego or that part of it that part of us that feels separate and small in the face of life's challenges. So it's that sense of self, small as self, that fades away, that sense of being alone and separate and overwhelmed just seems to fall away. And what we are filled with instead is that sense of self with a capital S, that sense of the Christ presence. She talked about transcendence as the experience of being connected to a higher reality. And I believe our experience of joy is that as well. So those words, I think, captured another way of describing this experience 
or consciousness of joy. Theologian from the 19th century, 19th and 20th centuries, Pierre de Chardin. He was a Catholic priest and he, he was very progressive in his thinking, got in trouble a lot for it, but ultimately is recognized as a great spiritual teacher. And he wrote, and this is probably one of my favorite quotes ever, joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. So if you're ever wondering, am I aligned with the will of God? Am I on a spiritual path that is bringing me into the presence of God? Look for the joy. Because that joy that you experience is proof. It's that infallible sign of the presence of God. God is the opposite, if that can be even true. That's probably not true. But where there is fear, there is not God. Where there is worry or despondency, discouragement, that is not an experience of God. God is the experience of joy, of openness, of strength, of power, of love, compassion. And the joy that goes along with that is how we know that we are finding God. Another teacher that I really like, Paramahansa Yogananda, was asked once, what is God? And he said, God is ever new joy. I had a friend, a very, very dear friend, but she had an approach to life that once she experienced something, she was done with it. I asked her once, do you want to go to Yosemite? And she goes, no, I've been there. I said, well, what about the beach? No, I've been there. So it was for her, once she had checked this experience off on her list, she didn't have to do it again. For me, I go back to the places where I have found joy because I know that I can find a new joy each time I am there. And I think that's true with God. Every time I meet God within myself or in a sunset or however, I come into that experience of the divine. It's always a brand new joy. It is brand new. I can't imagine ever saying, oh, I've experienced God. It's checked off my list and I'm done. Paramahansa Yogananda said it so beautifully. There's no way of improving on it, so I will let it be God is ever new joy. Our Christmas story, our Gospels, are stories of joy. The angel saying that they brought tidings of joy, of wonder and joy. And that's what this entire season, this Advent season is about. It's waking up to that joy of the divine presence of the Christ light. 
In the Upanishads, the scriptures of the East, it is written, the self. Now this time with the capital S, that sense of who we are when we know our oneness with God. The self is the source of abiding joy. So it seems no matter where you look, whether in a child's face or in the Eastern scriptures or in the book of Psalms and our scriptures, the message is the same, that joy is of God. It is of that self, that, that sense of ourselves in which we know we are one with the God of all creation. Rumi again, I really love his poetry. He wrote a poem that has been titled, Move Into Your House of Joy. And Rumi wrote, if you knew yourself for even one moment, if you could glimpse your most beautiful face, Maybe you wouldn't slumber so deeply in that house of clay. Why not move into your house of joy and shine in every crevice? So he captures what the season is about. It's moving out of that clay shelter that we've made for ourselves and moving into a house of joy. And we do that by glimpsing our beauty, glimpsing the wonder that is the truth of our being. We get a glimpse of the Christ light shining through us and we move into that house of joy. And so with that, as we come to an end of this Advent season, may each and every one of you be filled with joy. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.